0: It's out of your control it's out of your control and so you gotta have faith in that process and the things that you're doing and if you need to take a step back and make a couple changes and then re-engage into whatever it is that you're doing like no factor right but you know have faith in yourself have faith in the process and hold your horses can you can you dive into that for me
1: i don't think that's what's next in line for me there mr divin
0: (laughs) you might be surprised
1: (laughs) (laughs) dude i was thinking about it today really heavily actually like I, i found myself listening to a whole lot i was driving around a lot had to make some deliveries at work and stuff and uh deliveries deliveries why are you making deliveries i don't know i'm a pizza boy or something <laughs> but
2: no. for fence material. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right. My boy my boys, my, my <laughs> craft workers, my guys, my team, they were not in office today. So I got to be delivery boy, deliver some fence panels and such to a job site. And I was listening to Cody Johnson just running around and uh
0: To Kojo. Kojo the one and only.
1: And uh a lot of cowboy songs in the old Kojo playlist.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It got me to thinking, man, I was reminiscing on a lot of the old times. And then I thought about the analogy I used in the last episode with the cow pins, And I was like, dude, I we need to just buy a horse. Come on, man! <laughs> we need to just get a horse, and me and me and Div can go do some pasture opens. And I
0: say you, you can come join me, dude.
1: Man, I I I got real close today. As a matter
0: of fact, we got space.
1: I was what well, that's perfect. I was running the calculations on if the old taco would be able to pull a stock trailer with a with a pony in the back. Hey, we've had
0: that sucker loaded down, screaming down the highway.
1: Dang right, it hauled some fence panels today. (laughs) Oh man,
0: dang dude! It's been a
1: day, though, man. I just a day. It's been a week. I'll say that, but today especially, man. And then like it just snowballed. It was one of them days. Like, I started making some popcorn, and my popcorn maker rotates a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't paying attention to it. And Burnt. I was, I would no, no, it didn't burn. Oh, okay. No, I was so stoked about this popcorn, though. It's one of the air poppers that blows the popcorn out the top. So it didn't really have a chance to burn. But what it does is it rotates away from your bowl and just dumps like three quarters of your popcorn on the ground for your dog to eat. I
0: was going to say, so I mean, it's all perspective, man. Bad for you because you, you lost popcorn, you know? but good for the dogs. Good for
1: Sam dog. She loves good, some popcorn. Good for
0: good for Sambo over there. Good for Axel pup. And saved you some some pointless calories.
1: That's right. Well, popcorn's not terrible for you. Remember remember uh, average Mike's video where he ate nothing but popcorn <laughs> for 2 days or a day. <laughs> you can
0: make it without it. Uh, uh I mean it's all relative too then I guess, right? That's right. It's all relative <laughs> perspective. What is the protein count on, on some popcorn?
1: Fiber counts high.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't care about I mean I care about fiber, but what's the protein count?
1: It's not I mean you gotta you got What
0: what it. is the fat count on that?
1: With some of the spray well actually the spray I put on there's not bad either.
0: Oh I don't so know now you're adding to the popcorn.
1: I am, but it's like zero calorie, nothing. Now the additives in it probably kill me, but I don't know, but regardless, the popcorn my dumped all over the ground, and then I was like, "Man, I'm I'm not in a good place. I need a little pick me up." So I was like, "I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna take some amino energy. I was gonna dump some powder in my water and just get like a hundred hundred milligrams of caffeine real quick." And I was looking down at it and dumped it in there, and powder shot up and got in my eye.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it just sh- like shift your perspective a little bit. Shifted my perspective. So if I'm like if I'm like
1: coked out in this podcast, it's because I got straight up. Amino energy pre-workout in my eye, straight to the bloodstream.
0: That's fine. Uh, I'm thriving off of some Jocko Go right now, homie. So okay. you don't want the heat.
1: Mm. We have to do some activities. Hey, we we did do some activities before we started this. We had some. Some pull-ups. So are you talking about the <laughs> weird pull-ups? I was messing around with some pull-ups at the gym. I, I, Divin walked up to the to the garage. You come into our house through the garage, and I'm sitting there hanging from a pull-up rack, and and I was like, messing with it, and, and I did a wide grip pull-up, and I was like, wait a second, what if you do a chin-up? So reverse grip, like underhanded pull-up, wide. <laughs> it's incredibly difficult and it is also
0: cuz it's all straight freaking forearm after
1: <laughs> I felt like my joints were going to just snap <laughs> it's like my wrist yeah
0: my we're already recovering your ankle we don't we don't need to recover Ugh. some some other stuff that's going on no we speaking really speaking of know. how was your uh, bike ride uh, yesterday shut
1: up well, <laughs> why you gotta go there <laughs> Oh, man, me and, me and bikes have a love-hate relationship. I haven't been able to keep a tire on a bike in years, man. I'd, I was recovering from this ankle, so I was like, oh, I'll go on a nice bike ride. So I go on a 20-mile bike ride, and I was like, man, I'm, I'm cruising. We're good. Ain't nothing going wrong. I had a flat tire when I started the bike ride, so I popped a new tube into that tire, and I was like, man, we're set. We're ready to go. And I get two miles from the house, mile and a half, two miles. Something like that.
0: How many miles into this bike ride are you?
1: 18 miles into the bike ride. It's a little ways. Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden, just I hear a rattling noise and a... <laughs> yeah. I blew the tube out the back tire. <laughs> Front tire is still good to go. blew the tube out the back tire. So I'm sitting there pedaling, and I'm on the phone with you. I called you to tell you about my luck and you're sitting there breathing hard in the phone doing squats in the gym and i'm sitting there pedaling as hard as i can with a flat tire going two miles an hour your trying not car to fall is flying over.
0: by you. Dude, it was...
1: when i say it's been a week it's been a week all right
0: so let me ask you this all right yeah you've had some unexpected deliveries right yeah for work yeah you've uh you know you've overcome some some uh obstacles on the bike side of things
1: Yeah, cycling and me don't mix yeah
0: yeah so what are some opportunities that that you know you uh you came across this week that you're able to power through
1: opportunities to power through um well i had an urge to throw a popcorn maker across the house earlier Mm -hmm. um had the urge to recycle a bike (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in a very aggressive way um and uh i chose not to do either of those things uh, yeah also has man i had some tough meetings at work too and some some changes at work too uh, i don't want to dive into that but just more challenging let stuff.
0: me let me reframe the question i apologize come on what uh what were some big takeaways from the opportunities that you uh that you worked through this week is that better
1: I think the biggest takeaway for me and what I'm starting to realize now and why I'm not in as bad of a mood as I was earlier, like honestly, about a couple hours ago,
0: still a little bit now,
1: a little bit now, I'm a little salty with my reverse pull ups for punishment, but <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I guess the biggest takeaway is it, the problems that I have. Are only as big as I make them, and I was giving them way too much, and it still do. I mean, it's real easy if you're somebody that cares too much about things, or cares too much about the results of things, or perspective of other people on you. Mm-hmm. Then it's real easy to make things in life bigger than what they truly are. So you got yep. all these problems, you got all these things, and and you realize that nobody else is putting the pressure on you, but you're putting the weight on yourself per se. And yeah, there's some external stuff, but if you don't let those things get to you, I mean, what does it really matter?
0: Yeah. I mean, if you don't give them that, that weight, then what impact does it have? Yeah. It's it's like giving
1: something power over you, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate that question.
0: I just wanted you to kind of think through that.
1: Thank you very much. (laughs) See, Lane's really the brain behind this thing, honestly. He's the, he's the more developed of the two of us. I don't know about I'm that. More man. raw over here.
0: Um, uh, you know, I mean, you know, same thing with me, though. Um, you know, I, I go through and, and there's a lot of things that I I make it a bigger deal um, internally than what it really is. And yeah. whenever you take a step back and you're just like, man, does this really matter? Like, no. I mean, shoot good opportunity maybe i needed to stretch out my ankle on the uh, two mile ride back from the house because the back tire blew out fair you know
1: yeah maybe so a little opportunity instead of
0: just been like well crap man i just blew out another tire now i got a two mile walk back to the house um i don't know i mean it's all uh it's all perspective dude
1: it is i mean that's good That's a good perspective too I like it a lot. and It actually it kind of reminds me too. I had a couple points I drew up just like things I was thinking about during the week. And one of them was like evaluating why I was so stressed about things. Mm-hmm. And a big takeaway from that for me was I'm spending more time doing things that I'm required to do or that I have to do rather than doing things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that plays into it some too because it's like I was – you can get in your head real quick. Like I was running time evaluations in my head, and I was like, man, what does my daily schedule look like? And right now what it looks like is wake up at 30. I read the Bible for about 30 to 45 minutes with a cup of coffee, and I get up and work out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I finish working out, cook breakfast for Lane and myself, wife Lane, not Lane Divin here.
0: I was like, dang, man, you're holding out on me over right here. I know, here. I've been telling you. No, but you said my name, but it sounds like you're just taking it in for yourself.
1: <laughs> I know, I said your name and breakfast, and you got all excited over there.
0: Hey, I like my eggs. <laughs> I know you do.
1: Cast iron, baby. But, uh, no, uh I do that, and then, then get ready for work and go. And uh, then I'm at work for however many hours, and, and my commute's like an hour 10, hour 15 each way with traffic. And so – Makes for a long day, and by the time I get home, I get like, I'm realizing because my daughter takes a nap in the evening too, and and by the time we really get into it, I get three solid hours with her, Mm -hmm. and close to about the same with my wife. Mm -hmm. Man, you can really get in your head about that real quick.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think a lot of that though too is like, what what does that three hours look like? Because you know a lot a lot of folks, if I I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think it's a pretty thick limb. Um, <laughs> it needs to be thick. <laughs> oh are you saying, man? Th- You're the thick ultra runner over there, baby. Um, but, you know, a lot of people, you know, they, they come home and, and there's no intentionality once they get there, right? Come home, kind of hungry, probably throw something in the microwave to eat or cook something up real quick for dinner um and then you know you you chill out on the couch for two hours watching netflix and then go to bed
1: get up and do it all over again
0: yeah man and and not to say that we aren't guilty of that too because there's definitely nights like it's just don't feel like doing anything else so what's something easy to do just throw on a show that you're liking and then you know you have a little bit conversation but nothing real deep or anything nothing to help really build that relationship right but Um, you know, whenever you have more intentionality behind those hours, then I I feel like it kind of makes that time stretch a little bit, if that makes sense. It adds a lot more value to it. So it's like, yeah, I'm getting these three hours, but dang, like conversations we're having during these three hours, the, uh, the goal, I mean, if y'all are, if you have these conversations, like, you know, the goals that we're working towards, here's some stuff that I'm working towards, here's some stuff that you're working towards, right? Um, and just making sure that you're aligning those pathways. Or, I mean, even just taking a step back and just listening. Like, just being a solid listener to to our wives or to our friends or whoever it is that you're spending that time with in the evening, right? Um, that holds a lot of weight, holds a lot of value.
1: That's fair. That's a really good point, man. And I think, yeah, in, in, in its own – weird way because it takes energy to do all those things right it, it, it does to be, absolutely yeah to be intentional with that time but it's also a recharge in a lot of ways too yeah all right so it, it's a it's a recharging your batteries by spending the time where you enjoy to spend the time mm-hmm. right and in the in the relationships you enjoy spending the time in so yeah that i mean that's been kind of a mantra here lately with me too i'm trying to trying to be way more intentional i've been it's weird i I've been catching myself on my phone whenever I'm here, and I'm be like, "Man, you you were upset about not being able to be here and be with your daughter, so like, get off your phone,
0: mm-hmm.
1: get down there and play with your daughter."
0: I uh, I think it's so easy to to get wrapped up into your phone too.
1: Oh, dude, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook,
0: <laughs> like I so you know throughout the day, you know here and there, if I'm on like my lunch break or something like that, like I'll go pop open like Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Um, you know, those are, those are things that, that definitely occupy some of my time throughout the day. Right. And probably more than I'd really like, like for it to. Um, but dude, TikTok, I, I have that app hidden so that it's like not ever in the front of my mind or wow. like, like I had to like physically like want to go to TikTok. It's like three pages deep on a file <laughs> on my <laughs> on my thing. Cause I know that as soon as I open TikTok, Like, dude. I mean, like, oh, I'll just, I'll be like, okay, it's seven, seven forty-five. I have till eight, and then eight will roll around, like. That was only like four videos. Let me keep on scrolling through. And uh-huh. before you know it, you're like two hours deep into that sucker, man. And it was easy to get down some rabbit holes on TikTok. <laughs> it is,
1: dude. Like, I, on all <laughs> sides, dude. Conspiracy theories, like.
0: that. That's precisely what I'm talking
1: about. <laughs> lear, but, but even more than that to today's media, like learning stuff, like even the educational yeah. historical side, like yeah. it, everything links together. And then like the, the crappier side with lust and, and all that. Yeah. Like things that are meant to engage you and and catch you too yeah right so i don't know man it is a rabbit hole overall
0: it it truly is it truly is and and again you know i'm i'm speaking Yeah. I i do all the same things um but it's also one of those things like catching it just like all this other stuff right catching it recognizing it and be like oh here's an opportunity for me to to really pull back and like okay what what do i really want to do at this time yeah um so yeah, man. I mean what are what are some other things that you're doing to to kind of mitigate time loss per se? Um, or to or to have more intentionality with all your time.
1: One thing me and my wife were actually doing and investigating. Mine is having some issues. I don't know if my phone needs to update or what, but screen time on our phones, implementing limits on apps and things like that. Hmm. That's been in the in the same ballpark. I know I know some yeah. other things we were wanting to talk about, but like um, that's that's been one of the big ones that helped us out with TikTok and and Facebook and all those Instagram especially I know Instagram's a tough one for my wife because she's here with the baby all day and and she'll get sucked into into mom videos on Instagram and reels and stuff yeah. and and be real deep into it before too long and she'll be like. Wow, like I didn't all this time has passed kind of thing. Four right? hours later. Yeah, exactly. The hands are eight o'clock. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. But yeah, being being more intentional with the phone is a huge one, man. Uh one of the other ones and man, I I don't know, it it's hard to do this one, but setting boundaries like when five o'clock rolls around, like I try to unless it's something that is that is most likely really pressing based mm-hmm. on who's calling. Yeah it's gonna be hard to get a hold of me man I, yeah. I got i got certain people that can come through that little screening process of my own in my head but i it's real hard to get me to to dive onto my phone for for any reason after five o'clock because i i looked the other day in my notifications i get like 500 text messages a day oh, or something like that and then i, I get yeah. like phone calls I can fill up my call log in a day with the calls going in and out for work i got i am constantly on that sucker yeah. So peace of mind and and getting away from that stressor because it is a big stressor for me. Getting away from that is putting my phone down and stepping away from it and and being intentional with compartmentalizing my time. Right, yeah. like I'm here with family. This is my personal life. This is even even running. Like I'm here to run. I'm here to free myself a little bit. Like I'm. I don't need to be on the phone with people. I don't need to be texting people. I don't need to be worrying about what's going on. I just need to be worried about all these cars trying to hit me with a flat tire on my back. <laughs> you, know? you know, that's what I'm worried about right now. So that's that's one thing I do.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. What about you? Um, shoot, dude. I I have my schedule down pat pretty much. Yeah. Um, like, I'm, I'm one of those individuals where I have a process for everything. And, mm-hmm. and my routine is, is my routine, right? um you know for me um if i'm running in the morning i'm up at 345 and um
1: you just had to beat my 430 didn't you <laughs> i'm joking
0: i uh <laughs> man i mean 345 that is the earliest i will go Three forty-five. Yeah. i mean that that's already so early that is pushing it um if I'm if need to be up earlier than that, then I need to kind of reconsider some things. <laughs> sure,
1: yeah, yeah. Too much on the plate. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, as it is, you know, sleep is also a priority of mine. So, you know, especially for us and our training and everything, you know, that re- recovery is so vital, right? And so making sure <laughs> that, uh that you know, proper sleep and, and everything on that end is, is squared away. So, you know, though I'm up at 345, I'm also in bed by 8.30. Yeah. 8.30, 9 o'clock at the absolute latest, usually, unless there's some extenuating circumstance or just got tied up with work or whatever it may be. Um, But, yeah, dude, I mean, 3.45, I'm usually back, um, you know, cooking breakfast, um, ready to roll for for work about 5.30, you know, leaving leaving to work, um, you know, 6.15-ish, and then – you know after that it just kind of depends on work itself right for sure um what i love though is that for me you know i have very specific duties that i need to um make sure that i capitalize on you know every single day at work right go through make sure i'm knocking it out and um you know if there's some big opportunities there then obviously to to kind of push that envelope and, and knock it out a little bit more right for sure um, but with that too, I also have the freedom of, you know, once I, once I take care of those things, like I have that freedom to then kind of free up my schedule and, and kind I of, I don't know, uh, manipulate it how I want to, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so usually for me, you know, five o'clock for sure. I mean, I, I'm usually, um, trying to be intentional and and present and stuff going on at the house. So
1: makes a lot of sense.
0: I, uh, I don't know, man, you know, for me, it's also once I find like a routine that I like, I can go through and start figuring out how to truly, um, maximize my time through that routine Mm -hmm. and, and, and really make that process more efficient And then going through that, you know, I'm able to implement more things and and take care of my guys how I need to and and stuff like that for work. And um, also allows me to take care of stuff personally as I need to as well. So,
1: has it gotten harder to maintain? Because you are a routine driven person. You've always been uh, Mm -hmm. since I've known you. Has it been harder to do that now that you've got, like, the job changes a little bit here and there, but you got a wife as well? You got Charlie, the horse, to take care of Mm -hmm. out there. Um, has Have you seen a change in your ability to maintain a schedule, or has it just made you more rigid in that process?
0: That's a good question. Um, I think overall it's probably made me more rigid to the discipline of maintaining a schedule in some type of way, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. It does. But being adaptable as those changes come.
1: Yeah, because there's more curveballs that can be thrown.
0: Yeah, for sure. And so yeah. it's just realizing, like, though, this is when I should dedicate this time to, like, okay, I got to move some things around to make this work instead. And it's also realizing, like, your priorities on that list that you have is going to kind of be dictated by, by certain things outside going on, too. You know what I mean? So
1: I do. And I, I agree with you because one of the biggest things that I always hear people talk about whenever we talk about. Like anything, especially fitness, of course, and mm-hmm. diets and stuff, is, is man, we got kids. It's hard to do all that. But now that we have a kid, I understand the strain. It is hard. Mm-hmm. But man, having a routine and being rigid with it, like that's about the only way I can survive. Yeah. Right. So it, it's give and take. I mean,
0: I think it's like making sure that you're using your time purposely, which ties all the way back around, right? For sure. Making sure that you're intentional with what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, we've, we've had this conversation a few times, especially me and my wife, you know, we've had this conversation too. It's like, dude, I wish I had 36 hours in a day. (laughs) If I had 36 hours a day, I I would probably be able to to do all the things that I wanted to. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's just making sure, you know, I I have a couple non-negotiables, right? For sure. So obviously, you know, it's going to be, um first and foremost you know me and my wife you know that relationship there um obviously a non-negotiable for me too is is my workouts and making sure i'm disciplined in that and then you know same thing with with us diving into scripture too you know that's it's something that i'm i'm still figuring out where i can best implement it to where it's most impactful during my uh schedule if that makes sense yes and that's something too that, you know, I, I struggle with at times because um you know, for me, it's like I can I can read at night, but whenever I read the Bible at night, I feel like I lose the uh positive like the the potential to kind of ponder on it throughout the day. You're right.
1: I know what you mean there, yeah.
0: Um cuz like you go through read scripture, then you go to bed. It's like, cool, okay, on to the next thing the next morning, you know what I mean? And so, which obviously you can mitigate that by going through and, and rereading it and, you know, continually just kind of diving into that same piece of Scripture and, and making sure that you're getting what you can from it. Um, the other way is to, you know, move when I am reading the Bible. So, reading in the morning, you get to have that that special um, time with, with God. And, and, dude, I love early mornings though
1: i do too, <laughs> like, I do too.
0: like every morning I, I do get up i'll get up first alarm go go turn it off i, I have to have it across the room because then i won't get up that that's a good there, there's a pro tip for y'all <laughs> pro
1: tip for getting up at three forty
0: five. <laughs> have your alarm across the room and uh and you know i think part of it's too is because if kendall hears it i'd probably be a little nervous <laughs> <laughs> um but no i mean you know I, I just the, just how like i don't know peaceful i guess and just like the the complete like solitude that you have in the morning that early and just like calmness i guess you know, out on the road or on the trail or, or just in the house when everybody else is still asleep, like it's just it's still hard waking up. But once I'm up, you know, a couple minutes later, like like actually awake, like I I truly find myself really enjoying that that time. So
1: it's a, there's a beauty in not being able to be disturbed. Yeah. Right. I mean, not to not to dive off. This is
0: like the the no distraction, like literally no distractions.
1: Yeah, no, it is. I mean, it literally is, and you can still get tangled up in your phone early in the morning if you're not careful with it yeah. too. But I I find it's easier to be intentional about that because it's like it's like okay, I woke up this early, like I'm not gonna waste my time on my phone whenever I'm making myself. Like drag my butt out of bed, yeah, to go across the room, turn off the alarm, and now I'm up. So let's do something productive with it, yeah. And in Scripture, I mean, all throughout, uh, we're reading Matthew. I'm I'm reading and studying in Luke as well, um, but all in Scripture, you hear Jesus several different times goes away in solitude to be with the father and and to pray by himself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of a role that, that that plays and it sets an example. And then I think it, it's kind of telling in a way that there's a certain peace and serenity and, and something you get out of that time alone and studying and, and working, doing that deep work, if you will, yep. by yourself.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you know, if you're out there and you're not diving into scripture, just like having, just that 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 peace and solitude to yourself um in the mornings like it is it's probably one of my favorite times in in the day yeah it could like, be a like couple just like just gets you going on the right path
1: it could be a cup of coffee just sitting on the porch or or mm-hmm. in the dining room yeah I'd, there's something different about it for sure it it hits way different
0: yeah yeah Now, another thing too, um, you know, for my, for my runs and everything, like I don't, I don't listen to music, podcasts or books or anything. And I didn't realize how uh, crazy that is, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You tell
1: somebody that and they like (laughs) like, freak out. (laughs) Yeah, Like why even do it?
0: Um, but I, I mean, again, you know, for me, it's just like so meditative, I guess. Yeah. Like, especially at that time, um, you know you're just able to to just reflect and and dive into um, some things that you're just having to process through your mind or, or whatever and it just gives you just gives you peace man i really enjoy it
1: i agree with you and i i've gotten to where i'll do more of podcasts and things like that while i'm running mm-hmm. but it's it's really if my mind is already going berserk and just I need somewhere. something just to
0: kind of ground you. Yeah, yeah,
1: I'll do that. But I, I even get to a point like if I'm deep into a run or a race, like sometimes I'll put them in at the end of the race as a distraction for the same yeah. reason. But yeah. most of the time, if I start a run with a podcast, by the end of it, I'm like three quarters of the way through or halfway through the run, I'm turning it off. Yeah, because it is like it's taken away from the meditative time, and it's. I've got so much going on in my head, and I'm thinking about all these things in life, and and processing things that I wouldn't be able to otherwise in peace, mm-hmm. to the point of it's like, nah, this this podcast or music's just a distraction, so I need to mm-hmm. need to cut it off. Yeah. So I agree with you. I I think so.
0: Um. Yeah, man. I mean, I I don't know. It's. I guess come in full circle. Um, I, don't know, I, I feel like you know just our schedules in, in general is something that we're always gonna be continue uh, just continually refining, and just you know as things come up and as as you know new things are introduced to our lives, right? I mean those priorities may change a little bit, and so I think the biggest takeaway from this is, is just making sure that you know you're being intentional with your time, because we do only have twenty four hours in a day. And for me not thirty six. I wish there was. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, you know, for me it's like wake up at three forty five. I'm in bed by eight thirty, eight forty five. I'm really typically not asleep until like nine, nine fifteen, based on what my watch says, right? So I'm getting six and a half hours of sleep a day. And so, you know, what I'm doing with those other um eighteen hours plus or minus a little bit, um, yeah. I feel like I'm maximizing my day for the most part, but even then it's like I'll catch myself coming home, and if I'm not disciplined in that moment, like I got stretches I'm supposed to be doing every evening, right? And sometimes I'll put those off for 20, 30 minutes. I'm just sitting there scrolling. It's like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's just so easy just get wrapped up in it, man. Um, I don't know. It's a, It's all a process. <laughs> it is.
1: It is. Now, something you are doing in those six and a half hours is you're recovering. Yeah. Which brings to mind our recovery partner.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We've got to make sure we mention old oh, Axis Recovery over here i think we're on that camera hey if y'all by the way if y'all are watching this and y'all got the camera system up here watching on youtube and you see what we're doing let us know what you like about this if you like the way this whole thing looks the new camera set and all that
2: Mm -hmm.
1: what i did there was i showed off this old axis recovery hat though that we have over in conroe texas we got two professionals over there running the shop
0: we do man we got old cb the clydesdale mr chris Barnes. that's right And uh, he's actually training for Leadville. He is. Officially training for Leadville now, right?
1: He is, yeah. uh, They're actually, Axis has been dropping some cool content on that. Yeah. Um, Just kind of talking about the process, why and how and Mm -hmm. all that good stuff. Um,
0: And then the other one, the old show pony. That's right. (laughs) That's right, old. That's right, Kyle. I'm calling you up, man. That's right. All the muscles.
1: (laughs) Old Kyle.
0: Kyle Rogers. Man, that dude is a stud. He is. He's a, he's
1: a cool <laughs> cat too. And he's been doing a lot of educational content on that page too. So yeah, whether you're in the Conroe area and you're able to go get some contrast therapy in the form of commercial grade saunas, cold plunges, mm. Norma Tech boots, rolling ability, um, stretching areas, things <clears> like that, mm. whether you can go do that or whether you just want to keep up with a page that has amazing resources for you to be able to do some of this stuff on your own.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Access recovery is a great place to start and a great resource for you in your recovery needs. Um, those guys are athletes themselves. They do this stuff. They do a lot of stuff, CrossFit, ultra running, general weightlifting, health and fitness stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I,
0: well, less goes on. So, yeah,
1: it does. So I'd make sure you check those guys out and, uh, mention if you go over there, if you get a chance to stop in, in the neighborhood of Conroe, Mention next in line since you buy for 10% off of your visit. So,
0: absolutely, man. I saw on their, uh, on their, um, on the, uh, shoot, man, what's it called? Their story. Yep. Obviously, Chris is, is training for Ludville, but it said something about Kyle possibly training for a race as well. Is that right? Do you know anything about that? I don't know anything about that. Okay. I don't. I and maybe, And I could have just misread it or misinterpreted it um i think put it out there in the world put it on him man come on kyle what you training for man get with it (laughs) old son
1: he got that 50k under his belt
0: he does dude they were posting pictures of that earlier too i don't know if you saw that i did see that good old brazes bend
1: brazes bend 50 you had somebody in your network over there too knock out old race right
0: we did man old zach uh shackleford dude got out there knocked out the uh, austin half marathon man
1: <clears throat> that's pretty wild. You said he's a he. He's Dude, not. That,
0: that is a big old boy right there. That's Let not what you. you'd expect to see running the. So we tell Chris. Ba- we we call Chris Barnes of Clydesdale, right? Yeah. Old Shack Attack was a was on the O line for UT. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got drafted by the NFL, and uh, that's a big boy running half marathon. And on top of that, just to speak to his athletic abilities. Knock that sucker out in under two hours.
1: That's pretty dang quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> especially for that size. Just in general, but especially for that size. Yeah, dude. I don't know what excuses we got floating out there in the atmosphere of why we're not hitting our goals, but we can we can throw them
0: suckers in the trash. Too much zone two training. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know, man. I I like that zone five training, you know me.
0: I know you do. But I I know that I was joking about that. But I will say I am thoroughly impressed and surprised by like all the zone two training that we've been doing. That's Me right. Me and my coach, man. It's been it's been pretty surprising. And like even going through hammering down out on the roads, like I'm hammered this is gonna sound obvious, but I can go a lot faster, a lot further, barely breathing. Like <laughs> heart rate's still super low and it's just from all the consistent you know lower heart rate runs it's been pretty 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 crazy so. yeah
1: that's awesome man i'm i'm yeah. extremely happy for you and i'm i'm still very excited about hearing what races you end up deciding to to get under your belt here this year
0: you won't bring it up huh
1: man we'll we'll dive into it but i we don't have to do it I, we do have somebody in our network that signed up for a race so here this past week yeah made it official
0: old billy joggins billy joggins yeah. my
1: dad billy pits signed he,
0: up uh, cowboy 200
1: cowboy 200 nebraska yep. in september man 200 miles across the uh old railway up there it's a uh the time constraints on it are pretty tight mm-hmm. it's gonna be a it's gonna be a task but man he's he's got a good coach yeah he's got a good team around him and uh man we're excited
0: oh yeah dude plenty of time i'm excited uh to, to get on up there man and and see him do do his thing it's always yeah. been inspiring you know watching him go through and, and just Get out there and hammer it, dude. Um, I still – I I don't know if you realize this, but his 100-mile race last year was just a handful of days ago.
1: The one-year anniversary of it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. And, uh, like, just thinking back to that, to that time and just the atmosphere whenever we're getting close to, to that cutoff line and getting him across the finish line all hunched over and everything. And dude, it was just – one of the most inspiring things, like I've one ever seen and two been a part of.
1: Oh man, yeah it 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 was insane, man to to see. And I got a different perspective than everyone. It's all perspective, but different perspective. <laughs> you know <nailed> that <it. laughs> than everybody else because I was out there on that that whole last loop with him. Yeah. And man, to see him go from moving so well to to just be like roadblock, stopped in his tracks, and then and then starting to get it broke free again, and feeling like. He had no chance, and like going through every single emotion in the book within a couple of hours. Um, and yeah. It is just, and then things you can't explain along the way, as to people people offering trekking poles and like different things like that. It just.
0: I think it goes to show that there's a there's a bigger plan than what we got.
1: Amen. No, I I couldn't agree with you more. That's that's where I was going to go with it too. And man, I.
0: I still. It was crazy. Yeah, dude. I mean, we were sitting there at the at the at the dang camp because we all have everybody on Life three hundred and sixty here in our group. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so we're sitting there and we're like, "Oh, he's only got three miles. We got plenty of time." And he just stopped. Uh huh. And then thirty minutes goes by, barely moved any. It's like, "Oh man, what's going on over here?" it was bad and uh it's just incredible it, like, it's like just the epitome of why we go out there and do these things i think yeah so
1: yeah no, i i agree man
0: but either way wrapping back up cowboy 200 man that's gonna be freaking exciting exciting adventure so
1: yeah it'll be a good one adding it to the list of all the other awesome races we got going between leadville cocodona cowboy 200 and, and what is else Ultra oh yeah west texas ultra
0: west texas ultra
1: what when where how long
0: uh so that'll be uh april 13th april 13th april 13th up in the panhandle it's coming up it's gonna be a good old 50k running around lake meredith 50k 50k all right i'm gonna knock out my first official running 50k since the uh spartan 50k ultra didn't count i mean it does but as a it's straight, different. Straight 50K. I got you. I'm with you. I hear you. Fair um, enough. Yeah, man. So that's coming up. I'm pretty excited for it, though. It'll be a good time. Um, I'm excited for you, dude. Training has been going super well so far for me. Yeah. Um. You know, every every week we've been, you know, right where I think we need to be on where we're pushing that envelope a little bit. Um, I'm still, uh, you know, I – i recover super well throughout the week for the most part um especially fridays um you know it's a it's a day off before my long run essentially right and um it's been it's been a good process for me so far um i haven't battled any injuries yet haven't had any just weird things outside of uh Being in denial about my shoe preference, but <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, Topo's still giving you some blisters, or what?
0: Man, a little bit, but it, okay. it, you know, still holding out. We're only 150 miles deep into them. They'll be broken, maybe after tomorrow. Yeah,
2: for
1: sure, man. <laughs> it'll come around.
0: No, it's one of those things. I, I I don't know. I maybe if I change out the insoles, I don't know if that'll actually help anything because it's still the structure of the shoe, but. Um, (laughs) we'll see.
1: Kenny Rogers, is that you? Got to know when to hold him.
0: Oh, oh, okay. Karaoke time? Are we going in karaoke? Is that what you're saying?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I just, I don't know, man. I know you love them, and I know you love the idea of them, but I.
0: But you know, it didn't film me out there at Georgia. My goats, the goats, (laughs) baby, those
1: hokas. Old hocus coming back at
0: you. Uh, I don't know. I you know. I. It's one of those things. It's like I, I, I want to go try, try like the the best new thing that's out there. Which topos aren't new or the best thing out there, but it's something new to us, right? No, nobody except for Ashley and our group wears them.
1: Oh, they're yeah, and they're super enticing based off of what she, the information she gave us too. Yeah so I,
0: I think it's just my my foot structure man
1: These foot structure man they're so. good shoes long lasting durable but
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's not not a fit it, man. it
0: ain't for me i guess
1: Ugh. shame
0: debatable we'll see <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no i'm sorry take man. take your shoes off we'll debate uh, <laughs> <that>.
1: <laughs> show me them blisters
0: um yeah no first uh, first official fifty k West Texas Ultra, sponsored by or directed by. I'm sorry, Texas Outlaw Running Co. There you go. Um, which speaking of, we're hopefully gonna be getting that that fella on here, right?
1: Yeah, I need to reach back out. I've been man, I I've let it slip a little bit, but I need to get him scheduled on here and and get an interview going. We got a few people that we'd like to get on here and and really dive into. I think mm. we got a few lined up that we we need to actually spend the time and just do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It hasn't
1: been part of our regular schedule, in our regular uh, regimen that Routine we have planned everything. every single day. Yeah, yeah. so it yeah. it slips to the back, becoming an extra extra amount of work and stuff. And I just we need to do it.
0: No, so I agree. But
1: it, and it's been on me more than you, so we'll, we'll get after
0: it. Either way, man, that, that should be should be a good time. I know that you had a good time out there at the uh, the Frio Trail Run yeah Um, good folks i'm looking forward to getting up into the panhandle so some old stomping grounds for me um Mm. and up there too man one it's a dry dry heat and um it's gonna be some some pretty uh pretty scenery out there be a change of pace from here again and i'm looking forward to it i'll be good
1: i'm excited for you man i think that'll be something that that will be You've been striving for this for a while. You've been optimistic about it and it's been in your sights for a long time and I think it'll be something that that is a greater sense of accomplishment for you mm-hmm. in a way because you've been so eager to hit it <clears throat> for so long <clears throat> and uh and man I I know you're going to keep going so it ain't it's going to check a box but it ain't going to check the box, you know.
0: No, I'm leaving that box a mystery right now. Oh, yeah. I know you
1: are. <laughs> we'll leave it alone. But, hey, we got something. We got commitment at old Lane Divin. Now we just got to get them to sign up on old Ultra sign up.
0: Yeah, so, that we do. <laughs> there we go. But that's what we're looking at right now. So, cool, man. Man. Well, yeah. what else is going on, dude?
1: Man, uh, only other thing I really got is we dove into a little bit of Matthew 8 here this week. Um, and I know we've been kind of talking about life a whole lot in this one, but I – I know we discussed it and it's kind of more of a brief chapter and and it's one of those that that I mean it was able, we were able to go into depth on some stuff but it it was it was something that that I struggled a little bit with going as deep as I wanted to and and maybe that's just a personal thing but I I think maybe taking some time just to talk through it and and take some points that we had and and some different things but uh just maybe talking about life a little bit with it just go around and just working through it a little bit if you're if you're interested in such things. Unless you got something else, we need to yeah.
0: Run no, through. dude, let's hit it. Um, I, you know and you are not alone on this one. Um, I was going through it, and not that I was necessarily taking it for face value. Um, because you know since we've started being super intentional with all this stuff, you know I try to make sure I'm I'm getting uh. Getting everything I can from it, obviously, right, and and I also feel like, you know, at times you're gonna get more from from pieces of of you know these chapters depending on where you're at in your life and stuff like that too, and so I feel like you know maybe that could be some of it, mm-hmm. um, and on the other side of it too, you know, I don't know, man, it was just kind of a, I was just kind of grasping. During this chapter, I guess, if that makes any sense. Yeah.
1: I, I, so, I yeah.
0: You weren't, you weren't alone on that one. So
1: I, I appreciate that. I mean, we, yeah. I think we're kind of both in the same place, but I, I think that's going to give us an interesting point to work from, too, though.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, just kind of in general, I think, um, you know, kind of from like an overhead type of view, you know, one of the, one of the big things that I took away from it is that, um, it's just kind of like a reflection of just like the power of who he is and the power that he has, right? He's going through performing some miracles, um, you know, healing a man with leprosy, and you know, just that alone is is pretty wild. But as you get towards the end of the chapter, you know, going through it and literally calming the winds and the sea, like I mean. I don't know about you, man, but <laughs> you can't even make a make water stand still whenever you hit it in a in a freaking bottle. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, and and stopping wind like <laughs> we can find ways to mitigate it, but um, that, that's about it. And so, just kind of you know over the top, just kind of what I took from it. Just overall was is kind of just a reflection of just the just the power that he has i guess
1: yeah just kind of really concrete evidence of exactly who he was yeah in a way yeah absolutely what you're saying I, I could see that too i think it's a great point point. and i i had a little bit of that takeaway too and i saw a lot of that with the casting out of demons and in the healing of everyone and and another another big takeaway for me kind of along those same lines was just in every single one of those individuals or most of those individuals that he healed it it was a very faith driven circumstance mm-hmm. for me right and and it was it was interesting because like the man with leprosy he comes up to him and and asks to be healed and and says if you're willing you can and Jesus says, "I'm willing," and heals him, right? And and it was based solely off of his faith. Like you, you have the power to do this. I believe you do. Mm-hmm. So, if you will, it can be done. And yeah, and it was just just abundant faith that was relevant. And
0: that makes that makes a whole lot of sense. Um, I, I say that because so me and me and my coach Justin um i reached out to him and you know he does he, he dives into scripture quite a bit for himself too and his family and everything that he's got going on and we haven't touched base yet but um whenever i reached out to him about you know this specific chapter i was like hey you know if you got a chance if you don't mind just like i, I want to get kind of your thoughts on it and you know a little while later he sent back unwavering faith and we haven't had that full discussion yet that's coming up here in a couple of days. Um, but just hearing you say that, like, I just connected all of that. It's like, oh, like, that's the elephant in the room that I was completely missing. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Because, I, I, you know, I, I read it. It's like, yeah, I mean, absolutely. You can calm calm the storm, right? Um, you know, you got to have unwavering faith that you can do that. But then it's how you just gave me that perspective it's like, oh, duh. <laughs> like, well, even,
1: well that's a good point though because that that brings into perspective too on the other side when they're on the ship what does jesus say to them
0: you have little faith you have little faith
1: <laughs> that makes a lot more sense too because yeah. it's just reiterating that point of, of the relevancy and the importance of a yeah. faith and and from that first first verse one through or i think verse three as well i i took away that uh, one of the big things for me, too, Jesus touched this man with leprosy. Mm-hmm. They were unclean, the lepers. They were sinful. There's a reason they had leprosy, right? It was mm-hmm. They didn't have God's favor because of things they did in the past, and and they were unclean individuals. And and to me, it just shows the magnitude of, of who he is and the power that he has with the touch, right?
0: I think that also signifies, too, like, he didn't... St- surround himself with those that were strictly clean or meticulous with their things or like does that make sense
1: it was those who needed him yeah yeah you don't that
0: like those that are acting perfect or you know however you want to look at it I guess
1: well there's there's another verse that I read not too long ago I don't know if it was here in Luke it talks about the doctor like a doctor isn't useful for people that are healthy Right, mm-hmm. the doctors around the sick, the people that need him, and I mean that's yeah. So I agree. I guess that's I super, said, me that, yeah. Super relevant.
0: Yep, absolutely. Absolutely, man. Um,
1: following, you got one you want to dive into? No, go for it. Following that point of faith into uh, verse six through twelve, when he's talking about the Roman officer, uh, and healing the servant of the Roman officer, and. Basically, a Roman officer reaches out to Jesus to heal his servant who's paralyzed and sick in bed. And Jesus says, Yeah, I'll come. I'll come do it. And the Roman officer sends another messenger and says, No, don't come here. I'm not worthy of you. But as I am an authoritative figure in the military, I say, Do something, and the soldiers do something. I say, Do something, and the slaves do something. And. I know by that authoritative power and the faith that he had in Jesus and who Jesus was, if you just say the words or you just heal him from where you're at, you don't even have to be here. If You you being who you are, it doesn't require you to come here and touch the servant or even be in my presence. I'm unworthy of that. So I ask you just heal him.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And Jesus goes on to talk about how, he hasn't seen that faith even in all of Israel, right? It's it's kind of insane the amount of faith that this guy has just out of the blue. And Jesus obliged. He healed him, yep. the servant. And it's just kind of crazy because it, it goes on to say one of the big points that I, I put on here because it's so easy to discriminate or, or almost take this Calvinistic mindset where it's like, oh, these are, these are God's people. These are the ones that matter and and the relevancy of of that specifically, but even diving into, I think, verse 11, and I tell you this, that many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from east and west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast in the kingdom of heaven. But many Israelites, those for whom the kingdom was prepared, will be thrown into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So it just reiterates about, the faith is what matters. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what race you are. It doesn't matter who you are, where you were born, what you've done in the past. The faith is what matters, right? That was, that was huge for me because I mean, answer this, this question for me. I, we talked about this, but I mean, my biggest holdup with coming to explore the Bible and explore my relationship with God and faith was that I, man, I've been a piece of crap <laughs> in my life. Yeah you know yeah so hearing that and seeing that i mean like it it doesn't matter the things like it, what matters is where you're at now and what you believe in in the faith and where you place that faith
0: yeah i mean i i think it's the posture of your heart and i couldn't
1: say that better yeah Agreed.
0: and you know i think it's it's again a bit having faith is something that will always be easier said than done obviously yeah (laughs) but that's also where the opportunity therein lies is having that faith and and continuing to go through and, and and build that relationship and there's gonna be times where we fall short in that right and we're gonna learn a lot from those instances too um and we've already learned a lot in those instances um, throughout our lives. And, you know, it's like, well, I need I need control of this situation, so I'm going to do everything I can. And though you may have made it through whatever that situation was, it also could have been um, – you could have stopped it short of what it could have been. Does that make sense? It does because you didn't have faith in, in the process or, or in him to, to get you through that. And so, again, easier said than done. It's just always keeping that in mind as you go through tough situations. And, and um, I don't know, man. I mean, it's just, it's just one of those things that you got to continually work on and you will work on through through this journey
1: yeah i think one thing that comes to mind when you say that too is is there's a lot of times when i don't know faith is easy when faith is your only option yeah i'm, I'm finding that one out yeah right yeah but but i think having faith even in those times of gratitude and having that right posture too mm-hmm. feels like something that's very important what you said made me think of that
0: well, and that still ties into having grace with yourself.
1: Yeah, that's I mean, fair.
0: you know, we freely, okay, maybe not freely, but we, we give it to to so many individuals that we care about, maybe some that we don't necessarily care very much about, right? Um, but we don't allow us that, that same grace and acceptance and like, hey, like, I can take a step back and just like let it be what it is and just have faith that this is going to work out how it's supposed to.
1: That's fair. Yeah. That really goes into loving, loving your neighbor like yourself and yourself like your neighbor. Kind of that conversation we had previously, too. Mm-hmm. So I like that a lot.
0: So, yeah. and I mean, you know, in having faith, obviously, you know, within your relationship with God and Christ and everything, but, um, you know, a lot of times in, in just the process itself, I feel like today there's there's a lot of people that lose sight in the fact of like not everything is instant gratification.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And though you can want it however bad you can be anxious about it, you can lose sleep over it. I mean right. if it's out of your control, it's out of your control. And so you gotta have faith in that process and the things that you're doing. And if you need to take a step back and make a couple changes and then reengage into whatever it is that you're doing, like no factor, right? But you know, have faith in yourself. Have faith in the process, and and just don't don't lose energy and sleep over stuff that you can't control because it ain't gonna do nothing for you.
1: Yes. One, one thing that brings to mind for me and, and one thing that's helped me a lot here recently is, is anxiety is one of those things that I mean, I, I almost instantaneously, it takes me forever to, to pull it out of me and pull it out of myself. But I instantaneously, instantaneously feel better about whatever I'm anxious about when I have a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to note that like, that's what prayer is. Mm-hmm. Prayer is an open and intimate conversation with God. About your anxieties. I mean, it, it talks to him, talks about it in, in Matthew seven and and other places as well, where we've studied in Matthew, where take your problems to him,
2: mm-hmm.
1: ask, seek, knock. Like I, the importance of of prayer is just reiterated right there, where you you take those things that you that you want or you need or or whatever that weight is, and and you give it to him, mm-hmm. and you don't lose sight of being responsible for it because free will is a very real thing. But also understanding that, that if you're just living in it here by yourself, that weight is going to kill you
2: mm-hmm.
1: in some form, stress and, and come out in, in dangerous coping mechanisms and ways. But, but actually going to God with the conversation and prayer, it, it allows you to to have that faith, but also have the conversation and to ask questions. I mean, to to put yourself out there, and and I think people forget we can do that.
0: Yeah, I think it brings up like the whole vulnerability thing too. Like how how uh, how willing are you to to be vulnerable in I mean, situations? And Lane, that? I'm a, I'm a guy. I can't be vulnerable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> World even alive if I'm vulnerable.
0: Yeah, man. And but I mean, shoot. Maybe that's uh, where your greatest opportunity is.
1: Amen. I.
0: And I, I'm speaking to myself. Too. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm I, not just speaking to you or or whoever's listening, right? Yeah, I, I don't want to like, feel like up <laughs> on a soapbox or something talking to people. No, that's I agree. Um, I'm,
1: I'm preaching to myself at the moment.
0: You know, I as I as I continue to to dive into this and, and continue progressing in this and and you know at work we have so many different leadership opportunities um, and opportunities to, to kind of really dive into these skills, right? Um, like, it allows myself to, to continue, like, continuously have, like, deep self-reflection. And it's just like, as you start becoming aware of all these different opportunities, then it's like, what have I been doing for so long? <laughs> Just biding time, right? But it's also like, Well, if you didn't know, I mean
1: Well, in in the grace side of things too, and I mean in the spirit of repentance. Yeah. I mean a perspective that I had not to cut you off, sorry. No, you're good. But in, in the spirit of repentance, I mean repentance implies a need for a change, right? But also with the grace of having yourself like we talk about it in personal development. I mean, you had to be there to go here. very true you had to you had to walk that line you had to fall fall short and realize you were falling short to understand that it's time for a change and i think exploring these things in reflection and time in prayer and meditation and like those runs we talk about where we ain't listening to the podcast and stuff like that that's that's prime places to to tear this apart and Mm -hmm. and to see where you need to take this and where you need to go and and to understand the grace and the faith and, and maybe take some time to place those things where they need to be
0: placed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Sorry, that I'll, I was going to ask you a question, but I completely lost it in my head. I'm over here talking <laughs> too much, my
1: bad. My bad, brother. But I... I do have one, one more point that I drew out of here, and it was actually something I'd written in my notes section, and, and I'll give some context from personal life at first. I mean, I, this is not like a bragging point, but I, we've moved into a season of our life, at least for now, in this part of the year where we're okay financially, right? It, finances and money is one of the biggest stresses in my life. Mm-hmm. I place so much weight on it, and we've moved to a place where like we're okay. And, and the other day I was looking at balances and saw things and there's this giant wave of relief that washed over me. Mm -hmm. And I realized in that moment, that's a relief that I don't get from anything else besides that money, that monetary side being in an okay spot. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's not anything by any means great, but it's, it's an okay spot. We're okay for a little bit. Right. Like, so my reflection in that is why does that bring me that level of peace but a relationship with God and placing my burdens on Him and my faith in Him, why doesn't it bring that same level of relief to me? Because the reason it, the reason it is relevant, if you look at Chapter 8 here, verses 19 and 20. Then one of the teachers of religious law said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus replied, Foxes have dens to live in. Birds have nests. But the Son of Man has no place even to lay his head. And that's reiterating the point that you got to give up everything to follow Jesus. He doesn't have a home to go to. He didn't have all these worldly things. He didn't even have a place to lay his head. Mm-hmm. But he's got his faith, he's got his mission, he's got what he's doing. And then further reiterated out here in, I think it's verse 34, um, the point when Jesus had cast out the demons uh, and the whole town came out to meet Jesus and they begged him to go away and leave them alone. It's a point of, of one, there was some things going on where they thought that demon uh, Jesus had the power over the demons so he could have been this demonic evil thing as well. There was some stipulation around that, but I think more than that too is, is man, God, the relationship with Christ was chasing me for a long time before I actually did anything. And the reason being is because I was like these people. I said, go away, leave me alone mm-hmm. because I didn't want to have to be that. I didn't want to have to give up these worldly things. I didn't, I didn't want to change fully away from the things that I was doing and I found the comforts in the things like money and drinking and lust and all these things that I've, I've struggled with before in my life. Right. And not to make a long winded thing or this huge point about this, but but it just it reiterated that point, man, I, I caught myself thinking that even more is like, why am I so at peace in this moment where money, this fleeting, fleeing thing, this thing that I'm always chasing and pursuing? And it's always coming and going. It's uncertain. It's, it's great some days. And then something goes wrong. Something as trivial as a part going out on a washing machine. And then I'm just sitting there like, holy crap, I got all this money I'm about to spend on something. Or Lane's car doesn't start one day in the driveway. And I'm like, oh, crap. Check engine light comes on. Same thing, right? And, yeah. Or just hospital bills. We got a little one sitting in there that she's expensive. <laughs> and same thing man you know and, I say. <laughs> yeah and in the minute the minute you start to evaluate it then that that piece is gone but everything in this book and money's talked about more than anything in the bible everything in this book says to not worry about those things and to place faith and like being critical of myself but like how do i move from that place where it's so naturally like it's such a natural thing for me to be humanistic about this and place all that faith and money and what's within my control. And I can try to make more money. I can get a better job. I can, I can do this. I can take on more hours, whatever it is. Why is that so relevant? Whenever I could always spend more time in prayer, I could always spend more time in scripture, in faith with people doing what we're doing, having these conversations. And that, that hit, that hit me. And honestly, it, it made me very frustrated with myself.
0: It's still probably getting to
1: it is uh, it is it's something um, that I've thought about for a like all week
0: I had two two trains of two trains of thought um whenever you're going through and talking about that one you know I think it's so easy to lose sight of like the eternal picture because it's it's not like we can't grasp that right? Like it's, it's just a, it's just a thought that we have, like, it's, it's more than a thought, but like, you can't, you can't fully grasp your mind around that concept. Like something eternal, like what does that actually look like versus like, I can go buy this right now or I can have this in my account.
1: Tangibility of in the hand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, my other thought and yeah, it goes a bit deeper in my opinion is that, you know, we're, we're going through, and, and we recognize the flaws that we have. We know all of the crappy things that we've done and continue to do, potentially, right? I mean, nobody's perfect. Sure. Um. Is that hesitation there because you're not giving yourself that grace or forgiveness that he will give you?
1: That could be very true. but well, because, I mean, that...
0: Because that would hinder that relationship, right? Because that takes away from the faith that we're supposed to have.
1: It does. And I think, I think whenever you whenever you look at it, as far as the grace and forgiveness side of it, I mean, I, man, I think being real honest with myself, like. I've had such a self-centered like I'm responsible for this life that I'm living and it's, it's my role and, and maybe there is a plan, but my free will and my decisions affect me. And that's what I'm living in. And that's, that's where I'm at. And that's, that's what's the day to day. I mean, that's the tangibility in the hand, right? Mm -hmm. And, and I've done such a good job of screwing up my priorities in life <laughs> all along this way that, that now that I'm I'm in a spot I, I do think that. I think grace and, and forgiveness of myself is something that's not on the menu in my mind still. And in that regard, but I, I also think just like man, I as a man, like in a masculine sense, you're we all aspire to be leaders.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like you're going to you're optimistically you want a promotion someday. Mm -hmm. I want promotion someday in our careers. You want a family to lead and teach and help the next generation of individuals. We're doing a podcast because we feel like we might be able to help some people. We're learning and helping ourselves in the process. But in some ways with what we do with Next in Line, we're leaders. Yeah. And. I mean every every sense of the word that that's what we're told to do and, and with leadership comes this sense of I'm responsible for everything. So having faith in historically in, in life, just just before we got to this point, has always seemed like a cop out. In some ways, and I'm just I'm like not not saying it is, but I'm just getting very real with you mm-hmm. about how I used to think about this and approach it, and and I think some of those roots still live in my in my mind, and that's why I've always got to be in control of things, and always got to be like measurement. I, that's a good way to put it, I guess. Measurements and and being able to have metrics, right? If if I see this number in my bank account, I'm doing good. If I see this time frame for promotion, this level that I'm climbing this pyramid, I there's layers to it, it's measurable. I'm progressing. If I see us getting more views on YouTube or or whatever, it's it's progressing, it's metrics, right?
0: But if you continually see the sin that you're giving out or committing, I guess more so, right? Then it kinda takes away from that metric that you're measuring yourself on.
1: And it does. And and that's what I'm coming into in this season of my life more, and and I think one of the most important things is a realization and all that,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so that I can keep my eye on it maybe. Mm-hmm. But didn't make it any less true, I guess. Yeah. Sorry, I know I kind of went left field on that deal, but.
0: <laughs> no, absolutely, man. I mean, it's all it's all a process, and and again, it's it's one of those things that's, that will always be easier said than done but it's also probably the most important decision that you can make. Yeah. Because, I mean, having faith in and unwavering faith in him and this relationship is what's going to get you to the next level. That's what's going to continue to build this relationship, have you going along that path, and um, at the end of the day, continue to be a – bigger light to those that we're trying to help right yeah maybe those that we're surrounding ourselves with or maybe those that we aren't yet i mean the impacts that you can have just in that single decision will literally affect your eternity so
1: yeah and that that came back full circle too when you were saying that To, i thought about Man, if I was on this boat out at sea in the middle of this storm, I'd probably be the one yelling the loudest. <laughs> We're going to die. Save us. Save us. And and that's maybe the question that needs to remain. Why do you have so little faith?
0: It's opportunity, man.
1: It's opportunity all day. I agree.
0: So, I mean, and and I think, you know, the storm and this was physical it's also metaphorical for all the things that we have going on in our lives.
1: Yeah, so, it is certainly. You have little faith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, me and my flat bike tires.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: oh no. So. I guess eight got a little deeper than we thought it was going to. There, brother.
0: It's one of those things, <laughs> dude. I mean, had like. a little faith in how deep eight was going to be. <laughs> So all those things, you know, once you once you start getting some different perspectives and some actual discussion on it, you can start wrapping your mind around some some uh points that stick out a little bit more or become more relatable, really. And so um yeah, dude. I mean I think it's a reoccurring theme in all this. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think Justin hit it nail on the head. nail man. on the head.
0: He did and and um just his story alone is just absolutely incredible. Yeah. And, I, you know, I think that he had to practice just that. Maybe that's why that was just so recognizable to him. Not saying that, you know, I haven't been through things and, and you haven't been through things. And I just think whenever you're put in situations where you don't have a choice but to practice unwavering faith or you can just succumb to whatever it is that you're going through. Um it really highlights that, I guess, that opportunity. That's fair. So that's cool. Well said. It's cool. So what else you got, brother?
1: Man. I really that kinda closes out eight for me. I had I had another point in there and small things, but I just I think we really grabbed Way more of the meat that was on the bone than than any of these small little auxiliary things I kind of put some focus on that, that should have been focused on other other areas, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I, sure. I think age is one of those that I'm probably gonna go back and and immerse myself in a little bit deeper and spend some time there and and ask myself some tough questions.
0: Yeah, that's all we can do. Yeah. I mean, putting yourself in in uncomfortable situations and and making yourself at least ponder the difficult questions That's yeah. tell you, I'll tell you grow, I'll tell you, um, you know, it's where you find who you are and, and where those opportunities lie within yourself.
1: It's like these races and things like that, I guess.
0: That it is, man.
1: If you don't sign up for a North Texas Ultra or West Texas Ulster, you. <laughs> I ain't
0: going to find out. <laughs> That's right. No, oh. I, I'm going to, that'll be getting on the docket, uh, officially probably next week. So, Good deal. Get that Thanks. sucker knocked out. And, uh, yeah, folks, if y'all got anything going on, reach out. Let us know Let us know how your training is going. Let us yeah. know if you got any big events coming up. Um, if you even need just help just in your training in general, I'm no professional. Chance is no professional. But uh, if we don't know the answer, I mean, we certainly know folks that do, and we're more than happy to just at least be in your corner rooting for you
1: yeah no i don't i don't fully recommend my my couch to 50k fueled by self-hatred uh that's <laughs> probably, not, probably not the best beginner strategy to some of these races but uh we we're glad to help you we joke about that but guys that we were very very novice in this just a few years ago and uh we love helping people and if there's something we can do to help you if something we can do to support you more than anything or or just celebrate you i mean wins are wins no matter they're big or small the the little ones add up and the little ones are the most important they keep you going yeah so it's
0: the little ones that get you there so
1: yeah guys if y'all got anything out of this we'd also ask that y'all just share this show with somebody the ways you do that take a screenshot of what you're listening to whether it's youtube whether it's spotify apple Podcasts, whatever throw that thing up on instagram or facebook let people know where you're getting your motivation tag us in it at next in line development on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok, we'd love to communicate with you there. If you have any questions, comments, concerns about what we're doing, or commentary, man, we're still learning this thing. If we you, are. Uh, we are. If you got anything you want to throw out there with us, hey, let us know. On uh, probably best way to do it is comment on the video you're on, or or man, throw us a DM on Instagram. Let's lose Instagram,
0: especially if you got uh, some technical expertise.
1: Ooh, yeah.
0: Yeah. we'd like to pick your brain on a few different things so i think so <laughs> cool deal man well i enjoyed this one That was a good one i hope that y'all enjoyed it as well and uh get on out there folks go lead the way and always be prepared for whatever it is
1: next in line
0: adios